1: them.
2: Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the ninth and final installment in this, the first part of the sixth season Woo-hoo-hoo! of The Worst Idea of All Time. You did it. I am, I'm Guy Montgomery, and Tim Batt is here as well. Hello, everybody. And we are joined by an esteemed and special guest, the great Abby Howes.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the pod.
2: Oh, You know,
1: I'm a deep fan of the pod.
3: <laughs> we... <laughs> It's very sweet.
1: <laughs> I had started listening in 2014.
2: That's when it started. I, I
1: was an early adopter. I was on board with the pod. How did, f- how did you
2: find it and what were you doing?
1: I believe I was I was living in Wellington and someone had mentioned to me the concept that there are these two guys that review grown-ups to every week. And I thought you were American. I didn't know you were a New Zealand podcast. Otherwise I wouldn't have listened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did put the
2: accents on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise in <that> <laughs>
1: yeah. like, international. Um, but I, w- I was like I was I was on the train early, like third or fourth ep. Wow. And I think Shit. it's genuinely one of the most like um incredible podcast experiences to go from when I feel like at the beginning, not you kept saying not a huge amount of people are listening. We could literally,
2: so you were represented in the data. On <laughs> yeah, the back end. yeah, we see yeah. You. yeah.
1: To I did genuinely cry. In the final episode, when you two walk out on stage to a packed theater <laughs> in Los Angeles to REO Speedwagon, live every moment, love every day. I think it was so amazing to go wow. from like. It's
3: very sweet. To
1: like, you know, I was going to say idiots, but you were, you know, these yeah. two idiots. Some a room.
3: would say we still are, but you're yeah. right. That first season, I think, does a good job of a real journey. A it's real journey. It's such a journey. The, well, I mean, the but
2: the, the journey
3: goes on. Now you, we are set. Next to one another. And this is very special for us as well, Abby, because you'll know, being a listener, that we've got a particular connection to people doing their PhDs for whatever reason. (laughs) We got a lot of PhDs (laughs) listening to the pod, and you are, I believe, our first. Guest with a PhD. It's
1: a true honor. So
3: you're
2: you're representing. I'm so sorry. I I undersold you in the introduction. I should have said Dr. Abby Howells.
1: Thank you. Dr. Howells is my dad's name. Please call me Dr. Howells. (laughs) Okay,
3: Dr. Howells. So we just watched F9 for the last time, thankfully. And um, I didn't, I enjoyed some aspects because we've got a hot new setup here. We watched on a projector. Uh, this and is, on some some comfy um, couches, and this is whenever we're
2: at home base, Guy, This is going to be us from now on. I and it, it was it was incredible. I mean, it is not wasted on me that your immediate articulation of enjoyment is around viewing circumstance as opposed to content. Yeah, movie experience. Yes, um, Abby, what do you, you think of the chairs, Abby?
1: I loved it. I I did um I mean as you said the first my first reaction to the space was I don't feel safe. Yeah Um, yeah that's fair. We're in yeah
3: so this is a three car garage. Is part of my house that I've sort of taken over as my Leah was the word that and you we've used. Yeah, I did so use the word uh, Leah. Three
2: podcasting V eights <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> parked in here right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> Love
2: Just revving our engines, filling the room yeah. with
3: noxious but, gas because not a window is open right now. That's right. These are, and these no are man. very
2: American style recliners. Mm. Um mm. this is a sort of your classic Leather lazy boy setup, I suppose you could say. Yeah, it How is. How many cows went into these seats do we reckon? Oh, I wouldn't even want to think about it.
1: I think seven. Ugh,
2: <laughs> that's too many. <laughs> And we're good eating cows too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a damn shame.
1: A yeah, damn shame.
2: I so yeah, you came in and you said you, you didn't feel safe. But we I, I, I'd like yeah. to think that you were immediately and you're a fan, you know, <laughs> know yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. It made you know a stranger
2: would have
0: That's good.
1: Um, no, but it was um but no, I must um you know, like uh like the first season it was a journey and I feel safe now. Oh that's yeah. good, that's yeah. good. Well
2: you got I mean, I tried to give you an authentic, uh, fast and Furious experience by driving you here in a yes, car. Yes, you <laughs> guy did
1: drive me here in car. <laughs> a car. Sweet ride. How was the drive? It was it was pretty good. Oh. Guy was very early. We were very early, yeah. which I like because I'm an early Were you
3: guys person. sitting out there on the street for a while? Because I had fucked mm-hmm. off. I like <laughs> came back home and you guys were just sitting
2: in the car. I was like, oh. Yeah, we'd been we'd been nattering for about 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. If Sorry. If it was
1: a fast movie, they would have cut to us waiting. <laughs> yeah, And you right. would have said some line that's like, I would have thought I'd seen the two of you <laughs> yeah. here.
2: But yeah. instead we just, we sat out there and then, you know, 10 minutes into our, I felt like we were staking out your house. Yeah. yeah. Tim pulls up joint. e-bike <laughs> ribbed white cotton V-neck T-shirt. I'm wearing it right now. Shades. Hot as hell. <laughs> fresh from a writing session at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to write
3: jokes for my new um, comedy show and the library was shut, so I went to McDonald's.
2: It's the perfect place. Yeah, it's the next logical progression on the chain of places to write. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what <laughs> else is open at 8.30am where
3: you can really stretch out?
1: A cafe. There's yeah. nothing. I'm in the burbs <laughs> now.
3: There's you, nothing. Have here. you not heard of my no, or true. alternatively,
2: term your house?
0: <laughs>
3: nah, you got to you got to fucking leave though. You got to mm. get out of the distractions. But
0: the, you gotta I mean, get
2: out. I've got to get out of here. It was exciting to see you, but for me, the real takeaway and something I'm still reeling from is to find my notebook. I've never seen you in uh, a ribbed t-shirt, a a white t-shirt, a v-neck t-shirt and all three factors are working in synchronicity for you to look like Intimidatingly sexy uh, Constantly I, I, <laughs> It's I legitimately Distracting to I, me
1: I can't stress How much Guy Has mentioned this yeah. This entire time I, But he has Commented on it I would say Four to five no times No less than Half a dozen times
3: yeah. I was um, t- So close to the McDonald's Which is close to here And let's not Dox me please Folks i okay. where I am now But, but um, just ke-
2: keep an ear out Because not every <laughs> McDonald's is near it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Well it's like a, There's a pop-up store There it had like a clearance clothing thing. What was the name? Can't no. Can't in and not and, shan't, shan't. Um, and uh And they they had t-shirts for like five dollars and ten dollars. And I I was like, nothing is ever in my size. And I I grabbed a couple. I was like, ah, this
2: are you you are because dre- I'm little. You're I'm a little dressed little man. like a man who's watched nine Fast and the Furious and I li- movies. Well, that, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's, nine I was, fast and the that's
3: where I was. That's where I was going with this. So I saw this one on the rack. I was like, that's a fucking Vin Diesel outfit. That's, that shirt that's what, So I bought
2: it for the pod What you're wearing Is young Vin Diesel If you want to look like Old Vin oh, Diesel You cut the sleeves off That's true That's true It's got like little sleeves So I'm halfway between I noticed in this I mean young Vin's Wearing little sleeves I noticed mm. in this In the flashback sequence Vin Diesel's drowning He walks past His young uh, Friend of the podcast Vinny Ben itself In the hallway mirror Yes Old Vin's wearing A, cut-off, a singlet With a cut off sleeves Young Vin's Got the got sleeve sleeves. Off. One of the you know defining differences between the I guess and the growth of the character. That's what happens as you get older. You lose your sleeves. Yeah. We get taller, wiser. We lose our sleeves. Raphael mm-hmm. Nadal gained sleeves. Okay.
1: I guess the uh, the biggest difference for me would be that um, young Vin Diesel seemed to be capable of a facial expression.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I. I do want to bring this up And Can I was waiting bl- for this
1: I was absolutely shocked To my core That Vin well, Diesel What, did, what, was Abby's, what Abby's, did you say Hold
3: on Abby's quote was About a third of the way Through the film
1: Is Vin Diesel an actor?
3: <laughs> this sh- is the guy Carrying <laughs> the franchise The ninth movie Of which we are
2: Currently watching <laughs> Nestled And you say Is Vin Diesel an Nestled actor? in the bosom Of his handsome biceps <laughs> And you have the gall <laughs> Nay the nerve
1: I am shocked to my core that Vin Diesel was what an you, actor what,
2: what did you find out? You did your research I did
1: my research. I thought Vin Diesel was, was a um, a, a rock or like a um, you know.
2: <laughs> Literally like yeah. a collection of <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: animal yeah. mineral Vin Diesel he from stone. He <laughs> looks like one of the
2: Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Four yeah. Yeah. Fantastic
0: <laughs> Mr. Four yeah. oh, Whatever yeah. it's fucking called cool. yeah.
2: <laughs> That's then, so
0: good <laughs> <laughs> Yes
1: I thought he was a statue Shoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he was like The Rock or like a, um the word is John Stamos, but it's not John Cena. Stamos, John Cena. yes, um, I thought that he'd come from something else. Sure. I could not, I was like, acting can't be his main thing.
2: You posited he, former athlete.
1: Former athlete. I argued um, he
2: doesn't look like he's got the hand eye.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I looked it up. Not only. Is Bindezel an actor? He's a child star. <laughs> he's a full on actor, so, like trained in New York in the theater scene and what came was, up.
3: What was the child star bit of his career? He was
1: like a theater actor as a child.
3: Oh, oh, whoa. He's like
1: a proper actor. It's
3: intense. You seem disgusted by this I, revelation.
1: He was. His, he did not. He was. Other, I would describe <laughs> Vin Diesel throughout this entire film as utterly unmoved by anything. It's a,
2: yeah, it's a huge part of the the DNA of his performance. He's mm-hmm. unsmiling, unemotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we also discussed whether or not therapy exists in the in the Fast and the Furious cinematic <laughs> universe. Do you, do you not think, given that we could argue it doesn't, he's doing a good job of displaying a man who's holding it all in?
1: I could say that he's doing an excellent job of being utterly. Unaffected by anything around him, be it um, his a, a friend that he thought had died and yeah. seeing again, yes. utterly unmoved. Be it um, like his car being suspended by a rope and yeah. being flung around like a tetherball. Utterly unmoved. You could say his performance is incredible in some ways.
3: Actually, we haven't mentioned this yet. So the PhD, which Abby has, is in theatre studies, right? That's like the field of studies. So this is is not for nothing. This is an academic (laughs) describing Vin Diesel. I mean, I think you accidentally stumbled on the right metaphor at the start. A rock yes, yeah. <laughs> A stone man
1: Yes, honestly I think if they had Three statues of Vin Diesel And one had an eyebrow raise And one was nothing And one was like Tight-lipped <laughs> Would have done the same job the range where,
2: where do you Where did you observe The expression in Vin Diesel's Performance coming from What body parts Is he really activating To, to Mouth Yeah
1: It's mouth, mouth and what's the range Mouth goes tight Mouth, mouth goes tight. Mouth goes tight. <laughs> that means that he's like <laughs> thinking about something. He's not happy. Yeah. Mou- mouth relaxed. Mm-hmm. Best mood of his life. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> this is a great day. Uh, my yeah. best friend, who's been dead for six years, he's is back. alive.
2: Did you clock yeah. a frown?
1: There's a few. There's a few little. Like yeah, frown means like it's clobber in time. <laughs> like yeah. when he took on thirty guys. Yeah, remember yeah. that bit.
2: I remember it well. Wow. Goodness, nice watch. <laughs> Vin Diesel <laughs> t- takes on thirty guys is an yeah. outstanding Google search. It is, it
1: is, it is.
2: And you, uh, not to move us on too quickly,
3: but no. um, I'm fearful I'll forget this later. You you posited halfway through how cool it would be if Austin bounced. <laughs> turned up, which I think is such a great idea for where, what you could do with this franchise. You know, like, I feel like with Marvel and DC, right, they've done a lot of stuff and they keep kind of branching out to figure out how you can keep monetizing it. So now there's Lego and there's all these video games that have crossover and stuff. Let's start doing franchise mashups like the mm -hmm. comic books do. Austin
2: Powers in the Fast and Furious universe. Well, they
1: went to swinging London. Can you imagine? Literally, within a
2: second of arriving in London, you were like willing Austin (laughs) Powers onto the screen. (laughs) Who else are you
1: going to meet in London? It's either Jack the Ripper or Austin Powers. No one else lives there.
2: Dame Helen Mirren. Oh,
1: it was Dame Helen Mirren Mirren. That's who it was. Oh, my goodness. Yes. She was doing... What an accent, eh? Yeah, yeah. Why an accent, governor?
3: This is the thing, because we've talked about her Cockney accent before, but like thinking about it today, maybe she had the right idea because doing It's a a choice.
2: Yeah. It's not like she's incapable of doing a better version of that accent. We
1: know she can do a good accent. She,
3: She knows who the audience is for this film, and I would- you know, suggests well, that the the set, the median ticket buyer for F nine, mm-hmm. um, has a very cartoonish idea of what a Cockney accent sounds like, mm-hmm. and Helen's going. I'm going to lean into that. Who is who is the median ticket what they buyer
2: want. for F nine? Describe describe who this movie's for. 37 year. Uh,
3: okay, for F nine. Yeah, yeah, a 37 year old man who I think is white and American and lives in the Midwest and has a family and a job that he doesn't love and uh, likes cars and lusts for his youth where he would get into a little bit of mischief, Mm -hmm. parties, you know, illegal drinking, maybe the odd fucking around in cars sort of a thing. Um, That's the guy. Would you co-sign that?
1: Ah uh, yes, because that sounds like the opposite of me, and I did not enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was absolutely is absolutely not for me. This is your
2: first. uh This is your entry point to the Fast and the Furious universe. First dip Just of my F.
1: toes into the uh the pool of if, of the Fast and the Furious. Yes, and is,
2: is it something that you? Hey, can I? The Fury verse. The Fury universe. <laughs> Funiverse. 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 I need should be your word because I still do believe it's the only. Franchise that's technically, set in reality, that is competing with the superhero franchises. Like, yeah. It's the only one of the same sort of budget and genre that is technically holding its own or keeping pace with DC and Marvel, the F- Furyverse. It quite work, does it? Almost, it almost F- works. Funiverse. Had you deliberately avoided these movies, or is it just?
1: Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I didn't. I didn't. I knew very little going in. You know, I knew that it was, I knew that there was going to be some fast cars. I know there was going to be some fury. I knew kind of basically it was all about family. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I yeah. thought maybe they might refer to the cars as their sons. I don't know <laughs> if that was the family. They'd be like, look at my fleet of sons. This <laughs> flashback <laughs> yeah. got
3: kind of close. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, Jack, learned his name now, Jack Torito who's Dom and Jacob's Played father. Played the great, inimitable JD Pardo. Oh, you got a good memory. I just
2: love, love that guy.
3: It's amazing you can remember that. Oh so good. He says, uh, um, they build these charges to last forever. If you take good care of them, they can last for a hundred years. They're immortal. And then little Dom Torito says immortal Made by
2: Vin Diesel's actual child. Real
3: life son. And then uh, Jack says Yes, Dom, immortal like a family. So he is drawing the link between the car and the family right
2: there. Yes, yes. You know,
1: and may I say, the apple did not fall far from the tree because (laughs) Vin Diesel's son is also a terrible actor. Well, okay, I, I,
2: I, you know, in every career, um, across every medium, but whether it's in the entertainment industry, sports, you know, um, bureaucratic, you know, office management, would you not argue that there is an arc? In which people reach their apex, their their peak, and there's a you know there's a, a often quite a gradual slide, a precipitous slide into not being as good at your job anymore. Mm-hmm. Is it not possible that Vin Diesel's arc, just like he was, he came out the gates best theatre actor New York's ever seen. No one yes. could believe their eyes at this kid, this little <laughs> yeah. bald clench fisted fucking not giving a single emotion away kid stole the show as Oliver Twist or what you know yeah and then say Lisa,
1: uh, may I have some more oh yeah. I said I want some more yeah.
2: and then so he, he continues his, his ascent all the way up to maybe the first Fast and the Furious movie yeah and then the slide begins is it not possible mm. that he was once a great actor and he's just now in decline
1: true oh, oh, in the first film he's incredibly emotional like <laughs> He's, he's a regular sort of um, <laughs> a Adam Driver that he's like, yeah. no! like, and everything's like, oh, I can't believe it, and he's crying constantly. And over the course of the films, you might find that he just sort of really, really closes up. I think the
3: this up. was very generous of you to buy Guy's premise because it is. Incredibly <laughs> flawed. Actors don't get worse; generally, they get way better unless health concerns creep in. Every,
2: every, like across every. Kurt industry, Ru- Russell, not all, doing his best work in F9. Kurt Russell, Helen L- L- Mirren, L- everyone, L- L- everyone literally phoning it in. Everyone showing up, but, but after the morning tea and leaving before afternoon. tea But so capable, not for lack of skill, for lack of caring, because they're so capable at I, this point I, in their careers. I don't. I I'm not arguing that not. That some actors do not improve with age and go into their own. I'm just saying this isn't
3: a skills gap. This is you're saying that it's just um, like the performance you get. Everyone's
2: arc is different.
3: So, so you're saying maybe Vin Diesel doesn't care anymore, and that's why he his performance is lacking
2: in this. Vin, if if Vin Diesel wants the Diesel family, I don't know if that's their birth name, to remain truly immortal, we looked it up. He has to accrue a certain amount of generational wealth, and the Fast and Furious franchise is the sole means of him doing that. He's showing up. Uh, of his own volition, but also somewhat against his better instincts or will.
3: I want to say his birth name is Vincent Thomas.
2: I think is it that... was petrol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I have. There is potentially some validity to your claims. Because I know that Vin Diesel is a massive Dungeons & Dragons player. Mm. And I know a few years ago he... I'm not sure that, about this, but <clears throat> I would guess self-funded a movie where he plays his Dungeons and Dragons character. So t-
3: tell me about this. What is this movie? How does it work? What do you know about it?
1: I don't know much about it other than like he's uh, in Dungeons and Dragons. You like typically play a character for a really long time and uh, unless they die. Um, but, um, I know I, I was just could I may I tell a funny story? Always. Okay.
2: Absolutely not.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> not ask, on this podcast
2: to ask for permission.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it's it's not strictly related to Fast 9. But um one time when I was at university my friend um there was like a guy and he was really trying to impress my friend and trying to sort of court her Yeah. and his play was to, I will campaign an excellent Dungeons and Dragons, which I will invite her to. And um, that was going to be his move.
2: Oh, it's a big move. It's a it's big really move. Sweet. It's really yeah, sweet. And I'm
1: really going to impress her with my Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And, um, he was running the campaign and he'd ordered some pizzas and as a cool move, he jumped um, like over the couch and kind of landed on the couch. And then he was like, Ugh. and then he got the pizzas and then later he was like, Hey Abby, me, uh, could you help me in the kitchen for a second? And I was like, absolutely sure. Went into the kitchen. He's like, and he pulled up his shirt, and there'd been like a scissors in the couch, no! and he fully impaled himself. No! he had st- he had a stab wound, and I was like, "You gotta go to the hospital." He's like, "I can't. That's so embarrassing. This is humiliating. I can't go to the hospital." And he's like, "You like, you gotta go to the hospital. Like, you're fully impaled." What the- and he was like, "No." And so he banned himself with a tea towel, continued the Dungeons and Dragons campaign, so no! she wouldn't know that he was ble- i mean, he was bleeding to death essentially. <laughs> Throughout, and she to protect ha- this dignity, incredibly yeah. important
3: no the D and D campaign like yeah. it, or, like yeah. this is going to work this has yes. to work this must work yeah Jesus and
1: she like Vin Diesel was unmoved oh, uh, no. absolutely not impressed Wait by into the guy. Um, I'm pretty sure he, he's still did alive. Did he get
3: medical attention eventually? He did
1: get medical attention eventually. Um, And the last they are uh, not, it never happened. Hey, it's not yeah. always
3: meant to be, but I'm not just worried about, I'm worried about the drinks that guy continued to get himself <laughs> into, you know? Yes, like if yes. that's just one episode that you were privy to in <laughs> his God. life, yeah. I feel like he's one of these people where stuff like this happens with yes. that. you know? a That is a... Yes. That is
2: a um, fucking resilient person <laughs> no. to be yeah. ble- to be bleeding out. Like, hey, love yeah. love
3: uh, love does makes us do some crazy things. Or
1: we'll finish the campaign. It makes <laughs> us stay up
3: late at night for days on end writing the perfect D and D campaign. Yeah. Yeah. It makes us pretend everything's absolutely fine while you're bleeding out because you did a weird move onto <laughs> <Yeah>. a couch. That's
2: <laughs> on but- <laughs> So, But Vin Vin Diesel's passion, do you think, still lies with the franchise or does it lie elsewhere? No, he's
1: using the franchise to fund his true passion, Dungeons & Dragons.
3: That's so cool. Neither of you guys have got a lot of faith in Vin Diesel. So you're saying Mm. he's doing it to uphold his love of D&D. You're saying he's doing it for resources for family legacy to make sure they're looked after. (laughs) I'm going to bloody stick my oar in the river and say... Vin Diesel's out there trying his best. He's using a particular approach to acting which appeals to stoic men,
2: which is show no emotion. <laughs> yeah. It's the ultimate tough guy archetype. I think it'll be interesting actually as we track backwards through the franchise to try and clock the moment he or gave you up. know, by <laughs> yeah. by by my thinking, gave up. And by your thinking, I guess. Committed committed to harder. Well,
1: actually, is he doing an excellent job? Because we are projecting so much onto Vin Diesel. Because he gives us so little. You invest in Vin Diesel what you want. It's true. It's hard to read. It's a
2: classic play, isn't it? He is the Jackson
3: Pollock of acting. Yes, you you
1: see yourself in Vin Diesel.
3: There's no discernible. He's like a
2: Rorschach (laughs) test. He is like a Rorschach test. You've described yourself as the opposite of the desired audience for this uh, yes movie or and or franchise can i ask what what did you take from it that was for you what did you enjoy inside of fast nine um i i um i
1: didn't enjoy this I I, I I didn't enjoy this flick but i got to find i did there were bits that i liked about it i liked um i liked it when vin diesel thought of those guys I was, there was trying some to find good fighting if
3: I'd written this down as well, but I believe at one point your exact words were I hate this.
1: Yeah. I hate, I hate this. this movie. I hate this movie. And maybe I just I didn't I just didn't know what was going on the whole time. I don't, you know, they'd cut to a person and it would be like, Zhoom. oh, and you could sense a lot. Like, oh, this is supposed to be someone. Exactly. I don't know who this person is. And maybe I'm the idiot for jumping in at Fast Night and expecting them to explain who everybody is. Well, especially
3: you. You've only seen it once and you're not going to see it again. There's there's
1: like 40 people in this movie. And I don't (laughs) know any of them. I remember being a teenager and going to see the third Pirates of the Caribbean with my friend. And there was a point where two ships are coming towards each other and the movie's like... Doo, 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 doo. No, that's Game of Thrones music, but basically, you know, <laughs> yeah, you get the, get the idea. And tr- and she turning to me and, and saying, what are they fighting about? And I remember <laughs> saying, I don't know. <laughs> and that's the same feeling I had in this flick. I was like, yeah, they're jumping. Why is any of this their concern? But but,
3: but <laughs> you, I feel like they've given you enough through the music, through the shot selection, yes. through different people's acting to yep. like fill in some emotional blanks to go, I, I can't I get what they're doing. Yes,
1: do you know who I, I enjoyed the performances of? Go on. I thought John Cena was really great. Huh. I thought he was excellent. I, I know guy guy you disagree. No, no. no. I, I think I, he's
2: bad and close I, up and yeah. I think he's good and wide.
1: He's charismatic.
2: He's very charismatic. I I've come around on John Cena. Mm. I um Ever since seeing him in Blockers, I just think the guy's got chops. He's funny.
1: I think he's got real chops. I think he's he's lovely. And I enjoyed the characters who were the rocket scientist and the mechanic. I nice. thought they were fun. Yeah, they were yeah, great. They, they are good, they're, fun they're characters. Good, fun, they're actually fun characters. Yeah. Do you know who I did not care for? Ludacris. Thank you. Man, he's terrible and they give so he many of the care. jokes to him
3: He doesn't care He's
1: not ludicrous, so he's bland
3: He's bland. He has no <laughs> right to
1: call himself yeah. ludicrous He's the Please. blandest man
2: We're going to strip that title from you ludicrous Yeah, you
1: are called boy
2: They, di- <laughs> they, d- <laughs> <laughs> they divvy up the jokes between uh, ludicrous and Roman Yes Tyrese Gibson. Does it-
3: Ramsey get any?
2: Oh no. She gets quips. She gets a couple quips. <laughs> yeah, in their in the, in the first well introduction they divvy up one line three ways. When they get out of the Jeep and they arrive on the farm, they all get there's one line of dialogue that they get they put into thirds and they just get a bite get a bite of the apple. But none of the jokes are tailored to the personality of the characters. So and none of them are actually comedic <laughs> performers. And so all Except of them.
3: Roman Has been written as if he is Microsoft Clippy Which I really appreciate for I appreciate him so much
2: He's holding holding our hand He's holding your hand He's showing you through the movie
1: Yeah It wasn't You know, They do a close up And he'd say something like Oh man I didn't think I'd see you again Since the last time we met in Tokyo When uh, you believed to be dead But now I see you're alive And he has been
3: written to help us Specifically It's like Okay people who've been dragged to the movie Who Mm -hmm. like Their friend brought them along Because they can't wait to see it And they want to share it with someone yeah,
2: that Roman is for us. You know, yes. The the this is we've sort of run counter to the question I, I asked, but I respect it. What what I think annoyed you the most in terms of visceral response to this movie was uh, seeing them in space. <laughs>
1: that really grind my gears because they're like oh it's because um, i feel like they were sort of doing a meta commentary in the in the film right that they were like referred to the fact that the characters are seemingly invincible like they seem to um like go through these immense uh, physical pain and feats and still remain alive at the end which is like a criticism i believe of the franchise and, you know in action movies and that kind of thing and that they um keep sort of topping themselves because there was like a submarine at some point they mentioned that there was a submarine and that you know i think think some of the discourse around the fast thing was like well, how are they going to tell themselves this time and obviously the final frontier as we know from star trek is the ocean. Space. Oh, space sorry yes and um so um it's like oh yeah we're going to go into space and it's like fuck you no you can't go and in- you can't just go in where chris just can't go into space and i was hoping that <laughs> little chris would die into space and if he died i would not mourn him oh. <laughs> Well, a, there's, there's, his character. I was there's, there's, you there's just
3: guys. can't remember what you, what, his character's what, name, right? Yeah.
2: It's Tej. What do you make of the argument? Which that, took me four watches <laughs> to get. Yeah, there's eight movies of them earning this.
1: True, that's a really good point. I'm, jum- I'm jumping in right at dessert and being like, this is not a sustaining meal.
3: Well, but to take Abby's side, you, <laughs> it shouldn't matter. There should be it should be a good enough performance that you don't will one of the characters to die in space when they are on the heroic side of the story
1: yeah he emerged from the car and I went oh
3: this didn't guy die
1: you know I was hoping that he would die and that's I, not
3: good the, what I like is that I feel like so much of your anger is coming from the fact that he should be funny like he yeah, should be he should, he should be, be funny. a funnier character and he's he's just doing such a bad job of delivering mm. the comedy that you're like fucking kill him. His name is Ludicrous. He <laughs> should
1: be wacky. How did he even get that name? I don't think he's ludicrous in the slightest. I would say
3: the most deserving the most deserving person of the title Ludicrous is probably the rocket scientist. Yes. He's like He's it's like ludicrous. a Jim Carrey he, style, yeah, yeah, yeah. larger Ooh. than life, great delivery. Yeah,
1: he's ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> he's Your great. eyes lit up at the very <laughs> idea of it. <laughs> yes. Ludicrous yes. should be
3: a title in the Fast franchise. Yes. where
1: <laughs> Who's the most ludicrous? It's like James
3: Bond. It transitions across different actors. <laughs> so you I get
2: to I, hear the title of ludicrous. I Ludacris. hope either as we track back, we get to see ludicrous describe an event inside of the Fast Universe as ludicrous mm. or someone say to him, that's ludicrous.
3: Oh, like when people say the name of the movie in the in movie. The movie? Yeah. yeah.
1: I would hope that he behaves in any way that could be considered ludicrous.
2: He's he's not playing himself. <laughs> I, like I just can't. <laughs> Who is playing? Them. No, because
1: he's not playing a character.
2: He's playing Tej. Tej. Oh,
1: he's playing everyone's favourite character, Tej. <laughs> 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 Everyone loves What does Tej even do What's his expertise
3: Computers He's a genius So yeah jo- And I think but, Joseph Moore Had to explain yeah. this to me He So in the franchise He's a genius Essentially So he's like a real Math and computer guy In this They've also got Ramsey Who seems like a recent Addition to the franchise Maybe yes. she's been in A couple of them Who's yeah. a real Nerd Like hacker Version Yeah she
1: seemed to be Doing all the computer stuff
3: But, but Tej I think Is like a You know Savant for math
1: but is that why At one point He pulled out a notebook And tapped it And said Numbers don't lie Correct yeah.
3: Because c- the presumption Is he's done All the and physics we, calculus we even t- You know this movie is As opposed to every- the
1: Actual rocket scientists They have on their team Well this
3: is the problem When you got 40 people right Too much double up On a team You have the tough guy you got the hacker you got the brains you got the street smarts You want like About four Maybe five peeps right. When it starts Getting up there You're in Fast nine You're trying to get Everyone to get to the cinema So you're like We need john cena in here somehow we need dame helen mirren to be in here we need to get a um was he dutch the tv actor who plays otto oh uh, i don't know i think he's, he's scandinavian Sca- the the, the scandinavian you know like we ju- we need to get everyone to buy a ticket to come and see this movie it's too much crossover
2: you need 40 guys and in, in response to that what you need is like for, what do you reckon is the ratio in movies for every goody there's eight henchmen is that about right Eight henchmen to it one goodie? On average probably right, but it does depend on the franchise. Like yes.
3: Star Wars, that's probably about right. I'm not a mm. Star Wars guy, so I don't even know if I've I've only seen I don't know
1: yes. four or
2: five of them, but
1: um yes, I believe that seems to be true. You need
2: Forty good guys and what is that? What's what's forty times eight? Two hundred 300 and Oh, three hundred and twenty? Yeah, you need yeah. three hundred and twenty bad guys. Feels like they killed more than three hundred and twenty people though.
1: Uh, <gasps> many perished in this film. Yeah. Do you know? I
3: it did strike me because I think you kind of highlighted mm-hmm. it early on, just the absolute disregard for human life, and not that that's something unique to F9, mm-hmm. but I really was pondering through the watch this time, like, man, Hollywood movies really have no value it's- for human life at all, mm-hmm. and it was all the. Even the things like when Roman comes up to the guys who were just, who's was like those guy, those delivery truck um, guys in uniform, they've got cauliflower ears. They're professional fighters. And then he just starts punching them in the head, which is like, in real, I know it's a movie, but you can kill people
2: really easily punching One them the, in the head. Yeah. A, 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 you can kill people was going so on easily. Nothing. In Australasia, they had to be reframed from king hits to coward punches to yeah. discourage people from hitting people like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's because, and this is why it makes America the greatest country in the world, is you just leave everything as a binary. You've got goodies and baddies. And if you're a goodie, which everyone is, like in America everyone believes themselves to be, if you're a goodie, you don't need to question anything. You just need to act on impulse because you're a goodie. Is this where the gun problem comes from? <laughs> Probably. Everything's a little, a little bit too black and white. It's too clear. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yes, I'm a good guy. Thus, anything I do with this gun or bazooka is for if you. It's
2: good. If, if Nuance you, and emotion is for cowards. If you take
3: yourself, <laughs> if you take yourself out of the context of like having watched as many movies as you have, though, and you you, you were like a newcomer to Hollywood films as a thing, or even, you know films really as we understand them. The amount of violence and disregard for human life is fucking crazy versus the reality in real life of like yes. what it means for someone to die or be like mortally wounded. Well, to
1: take a life, yeah. Like, so many they just kill people willy nilly, and there's not a single thing of like, "Hey, you just killed a, a man." Are you okay?
3: Which again, harking oh, yeah. back to Austin Powers, yeah. is a point well made. Well in that movie. made by
1: Austin Powers. Oh, could you imagine? They have all those shots where it's like, oh, but you recognise someone, and then they're like, we're swinging swing in London, and they're like, oh, he's here, our contact. <laughs> and, and then it was like,
0: no, first
1: you get ba- yeah, Basil exposition. Yeah, you get Basil exposition, <laughs> and and then it's like, oh yeah, our London contact is here, and then and then it's turn around. Groovy baby yeah <laughs> and if he already has a car he is the shaguar famously <laughs> you know, the shaguar this is
3: really fucked up but for some reason what i want is for austin powers to exist as an ai <laughs> it's like like what was that um <laughs> fuck what was that movie ascension or something um
1: jupiter ascending
3: no no we uh oh god Who's that fucking awful guy? Who's the guy from um, Pirates of the Caribbean? Who's like Johnny Depp? Yeah, Johnny Depp. it's a sci-fi movie where he becomes like the AI, and then fucking takes over. transcendence <laughs> close, <laughs> so close transcendence it'd be like Austin Powers <laughs> <laughs> uploaded his consciousness to the cloud and he is a self-driving
2: shaguar <laughs> that's his role in the Fast and Furious movie <laughs> like uh, the car from Knight Rider <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes.
0: But, it's it's Austin Austin Kit, but it's Austin
1: Powers
3: but it's Austin Powers with the big Union Jack on it and yeah. everything and Dom Toretto has to team up
2: Like with uh, the Austin Powers, with the shaguar, I like it. I feel like the only thing that you lack if you remove Austin Powers' corporal (laughs) form is that he would also bring, uh, like sex and sexuality to the you know like the this movie for how many beautiful people they get on screen. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing horny about. it. This is
1: not a horny movie at all, unless eh? you're horny for cars.
2: Yeah,
3: (laughs) which some
1: people are. Yeah, some people are. Um, and I just. My I had a flatmate who used to refer to her car as her son. And I
0: have is, that, is
2: that why you're so disappointed no one in this movie <laughs> called their cars their sons? I
1: thought so. I thought they'd love their cars like sons. They don't. I thought they You got the yeah. two data
2: points
3: widely known about Fast and Furious. Yeah. It's about cars and they love family, and you like, joined them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and
1: I was like, please, let me I think step Step into my son for a moment. The, the movie so we that we've got, to you got.
2: The movie you want to watch, I think, is Pixar's Cars. <laughs> 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 what you're imagining.
1: Where cars are sons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, cars are everyone. The whole yeah. thing's cars. You
3: know it's what it's I want, really right? Want
1: cars. I
3: want Jason Statham to be teaming up with the Shaguar <laughs> Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a powerful pairing.
1: <laughs> That's a really powerful
2: uh, you you, lo- you you lose it's, it's the American and British collaborate you lose something oh, it's a free and a bre- it's it's the, uh, yeah, it's the right. fish out of water element of Vin yeah. Diesel being inside of the AI Unlikely Austin Powers powered Shaguar. You're right.
3: And they would face <laughs> off so well against each other because Vin Diesel refuses to emote and like Austin Powers is so. Yeah. You know? If
1: there's anyone that could get Vin Diesel to open up. Yeah. It's not his um, girlfriend. It's not his wife. It's not his sister. It's not his brother. It's Austin Powers. It's
3: Austin Powers. <laughs> he had, like therapy sessions in the car on the yeah. way to. But <laughs> <laughs> therapy from Austin Powers. So good. Does that make you horny, baby? <laughs> no, nothing <laughs> does. Well, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's
1: problem, baby. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I um, did, um, I did notice though, and say out loud, we're talking about this movie not being horny, which it isn't, and I think that's for a, a a genuine difficulty that this movie faces behind the scenes, which is that there's no attractional chemistry between these actors that can even be foisted into a performance. But what I do appreciate, and I think it's by virtue of this being the ninth movie in the franchise, is that there is sexy, like, people not in their 20s in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, everyone in the movie is pretty hot, and everyone is above the age of 30, and that's pretty rare.
1: It's incredible to have so many hot people in a movie um, and just utterly devoid of sexuality.
3: It's <laughs> uh, true. I,
1: I feel like there's Check one... Th- that
3: mic right up, baby. Oh, one go. thing yeah. I
1: want to talk about as well, which I don't know if you've mentioned, but Shelley's Theron is on this flick, kind of is the big boss, but clearly was only there for like two days. Yes. Um, hated this <laughs> because they put her in a Hannibal Lecter-style cage, which is yeah. like, whatever. She's got the bluntest cut... And pa- leather, red leather pants, and like ear cuffs, and a full face of makeup. Is it what they're
3: called? Those called
0: ear? Yeah, I think they're called ear cuffs. ear cuffs. Okay, cool.
1: And it's like, what is the logistics of that? She's like, I got to have my blunt cut. If you're gonna imprison me, I got to keep it blunt and have this fashion haircut. Or is the haircut a punishment? Does she? D- <laughs> Because they were like, hey, Charlize, we're going to give you the terrible haircuts. And you've got to wear these leather pants, the most uncomfortable pants of all time.
3: That is a really interesting idea. <laughs> Cipher... Has a haircut that is either incredibly fashion forward or a prisoner's yeah. cut.
1: Yeah, that's their version of a prisoner. That's their prison uniform. If you were to, uh, sh- you know, cut to other prisoners, they're all wearing those red leather pants and hot, have that blunt yeah, cut. They yeah. all the ear cuffs and the makeup.
2: That would be it. Would be a delight to see them put a little wig on Vin Diesel, <laughs> and some tight, tight red leather with pants with just a real <laughs> even fringe. Well, I yeah. mean, the counterpoint is she gets out of the box. She doesn't change. She doesn't True. put on a hat and some. You know rayon slacks, <laughs> but <laughs>
3: yes. to Abby's point, she's still in the facility, so maybe she doesn't have anything to like change into. She's got a, This is her prisoner uniform. Yeah, pr- yeah. No, you
2: you arrive with your your stuff. You get changed into your uniform.
3: Not if you're held captive? That's like if you go to real prison. She's been they're kidnapped. Her,
2: they're giving her makeup. They're giving her all sorts. Now, now there. you got to park
3: some of that. Come on now, <laughs> come on
2: now, guy. It's a movie. You got to park some of that stuff. I mean, it, it, we hadn't observed any of what you've just you've, you've relayed to us.
1: Ever heard of, I guess, Stockholm Syndrome that they gave her the outfit as a punishment, but then mm. suddenly she's like, Actually, I love this look, I'm or gonna uh, keep it.
2: This
3: is just a genuinely cool look that they yeah. accidentally happened upon when yeah. they were like prison uniform. I don't know what if yeah. prisoners wear <laughs> hot, skin tight, red <laughs> leather
2: pants,
1: heels, full <laughs> yeah. face of makeup, stiletto. <laughs> yeah, stiletto.
2: You think if you so. You, Oh, we also we had this sort of conversation towards the end of the movie as we were speculating about Charlize Theron's how many days on set, what you got paid for it. Yes, you, uh, you you've self described as someone who's you know you're not a fan of the, the even the concept of the franchise. Would knowing that yeah, Charlize Theron is in the movie would that draw you into the cinema? Honestly, so you're, you're with yeah. an enthusiast and they're going, oh well, Charlize. Yeah, Theron's in
1: honestly, it. if they said, hey, Charlize Theron, Helen Mirren, and um, there's someone else in it, oh, and um,
2: Cardi B. Cardi- oh, yeah. yeah and
1: Cardi B is in it I would be like alright yeah I'd check
0: that and out If you add
2: it all up it, it totals 10 minutes of its 2 oh, hour and 15 oh, minute le- no,
3: Betrayal less. Betrayal if, if you had the stopwatch out I reckon 6 minutes yeah. Honestly It's like um, It's like in Jaws you know the shark's on screen For like a minute or something The whole movie's based around it Charlize Theron I reckon if you got the stopwatch out She's on screen for like 4 minutes
1: Yeah we rec- we speculated two days, of two days shooting. And you guys she could Three punch million. it out in one. Yeah, and I think. And it would
3: think, probably yeah. have been worthwhile to just work the crew extra long if they could get her agent to agree to it. It would yeah. save so much money. She's not getting paid by the day though. It's a well, flat rate but, for an appearance. Fee, right? Somewhere between the two, you would think. Like definitely, it's not a day rate. But you know, I think if they could figure out a way to shoot her out in one slightly longer day, it would be a lot cheaper than getting her for
2: two. And you
1: know. I think a cool three mil, but you you think that's too You're high. Much. What do you think, Guy?
2: I think like I think one and a half. I just think the people people are going to this movie anyway. I mean, I'm we're, everyone's different. I'm mm-hmm. not going to the movie to see Charlie's Theron.
1: Why are you going to the movie? Who appeals to you in the Tim
2: movie? And I, Tim and I talked about it. I'm, <laughs> go, I'm going to the movie <laughs> for Tim. <laughs> that's
3: cute.
0: <laughs>
3: no, what is bringing you into this movie? You're, uh, you
0: Picture I, this. I, okay. Picture
2: this guy. You're you. Okay. It's a challenge. I I like this movie because I like being treated like a, a dum dumb And I like going to That's movies your kink. where everything is just <laughs> put in front of me and it's like it's total detachment. I'm not being challenged. It's not posing any uh, any you know philosophical problems. It's right. not making me question anything about my life. I just go, I detach from reality and I finish. And I know that if I choose to go and see a Fast and Furious movie, I will be given a version of that experience and in truth if you see this movie once it didn't it didn't hit for you abby but if you see this movie yep. once it's probably a good time you go to the cinema it's a bunch of fucking hopped up fans you hear all their oohs and ahs you go yeah people are getting something from this this is what i want
3: i love this for you you're such a good media consumer guy because you like you like really appreciate high art and i feel like you're well read you really enjoy like deep you know artistic movies that are doing things and you can appreciate a fast and furious movie or something equally as kind of i would say frivolous on its
2: terms on
3: its own merits Absolutely. and that that's that's how you live life, baby. Yeah.
2: You got that's it. That's the key. It's I yeah. I always think about it with reading. Everyone reads to impress other people. No one reads to enjoy themselves. Read trash. Yeah, yeah. trash
1: reading is great. Literally,
2: literally make a make a book easier to pick up than your phone. Read the dumbest shit you can find <laughs> if you like it. It's so yeah. fucking stupid. People don't know how to conduct themselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: For hiring an objective professional, licensed professional, tell my problems to. So that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. That's where BetterHelp comes in. That's right. BetterHelp have a
3: big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy,
2: right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic. I don't know if you remember. And the benefits were immediate and long lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's com slash all time. (laughs) <laughs>
1: one thing I will say about this flick Is that I love going to the cinema mm. Um, Because I, I love to chat I get a really big popcorn I get a really big one I know I could never finish it But that's what I want I want to not be able to finish it I want it just endless
3: Oh, you're think, a real cinephile You're describing a, I don't
2: think I've carried a single bucket of popcorn That made it to the start of a movie Like, I don't think yeah. I've ever no, lit- gets big ones too And he just eats it all I, like, I I've seen it. it I it's physically it. cannot stop Until the popcorn It's disgusting
1: It's like, yeah, I love it I'm a, I am I am... Voracious in there. (laughs) Like, I love it.
2: You'll love this. I just got to say, I know it's inside to your own story. I went to the movies with Paul Williams. Mm. He does not touch the popcorn until the movie starts. That's me. That's what I do. So unnerving to me.
1: That's what I do. These. Oh. Do you know what is. What is ludicrous, frankly, yeah. to yeah. me, is um, people that get in ice cream and then just chow down in the ice cream before the movie even starts. It's What's gonna... the point? Hey, Harry, Harry, yeah. it's
3: gonna melt.
1: It's a choc top. That's why they put the choc top on
3: it. <laughs> chocolate melts too. <laughs> they put the chocolate on it for flavour. <laughs> You know what else melts <laughs> chocolate? Does man? You've got to get in chocolate there. chocolate
2: as a heat cur- like protective measure. <laughs> it
1: just. Why would you get a snake and just chow down it before the movie even okay, starts? Carrying
2: let's, ice let's, cream into a movie let's is a get very challenging this. situation. Yes. Is this a rules
3: based? That like, is this like it is not correct etiquette or, or or proper to be tucking into your movie snack before the movie kicks off. Is that what this is about? I
1: don't know. I, I just something about it in my head that, I don't know if someone told me like, you can only smell the popcorn when the movie begins. I want to meet yeah. this person
3: who has such a hold on you yeah, that I they said one thing one yeah. time.
1: Yeah, oh, people do have a hold on me like that. People tell me one thing one time and I'll always do it. Like, for example, only recently when I was like 15, I was in an amateur dramatic production of Chess the Musical and the guy who played the bishop said you smell nice and I said Thank you, it's Body Shop Vanilla Spray He said, never change that And I never did <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
1: I'm 32 years old <laughs> I'm still using it I'm That's 17 years ago And only last year was I like Maybe I'll branch out And I bought Britney Spears Fantasy How'd it go? You we I'm thinking I'm going to go back. Oh it. No, right. that's such a terrible you, lesson yeah, to learn.
3: Yeah. Then you, you ventured to, out after 17 years, yeah. and you were like, well, yeah. "You I don't know. know. Yeah.
2: You've you've lost your internal compass. You need to get that fragrance in front of the bishop from chess. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> yes, I, honestly, like one person will tell me one thing one time, I'll believe it always.
2: So you, I mean, you 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 eat an ice cream you do you t- have you taken an ice cream Into a movie
1: I, terp- I typically don't get an ice cream But I'm not got against opinions them opinions On other people's ice
2: cream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I've got a lot of opinions About other you're people Slapping getting ice cream. people's wrists <laughs> During yeah, the fucking yeah, trailer yeah, Not yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. not the movie If yeah. you penetrate the chocolate It will melt too fast <laughs>
1: yes. hold, Exactly hold yeah. now, now, You're exactly right Just leave it in the bag Till the movie starts And then the lights go down And you can just Chow down on that And enjoy it Maybe oh, Actually Maybe I'm just realising something I don't like people watching movies eight. Because I used to have bad teeth, like um, underbite, shark teeth, like like nashers, and so I don't like people watching me eat. So maybe it's coming from the fact that the lights go down and then you can just chow in.
3: No, because you
2: stop it. This is yeah. you're enforcing tr- this on the world. Tr- I feel like this is something slightly I'm different. Tr- this is a rules based. I've got, I've got visions of Doctor Abby Howl's ice cream conductor standing up yeah. fifteen minutes into a runtime of a movie and just putting your <laughs> yeah. hand down from top to bottom and yes. everyone can chow down. Well, there
1: must be a time. I think. I think the chalk top was put on it. The reason for the chalk top is that so it will last through the um, trailers until the movie. I have to concede, despite what I said
3: before, I think you're right. I, I do agree with. You. I think it's there for structural integrity. It's there
1: for structural integrity, and also as well. Um, I would my compliment to the Fast movie is because absolutely I love to chow down on a delicious popcorn, but I'm also a respectful moviegoer. So I typically only chow down when it's really loud. Yeah. You know, and right, yeah, and yeah, fast yeah. gives you so much opportunity to shout out. A lot of volume.
2: Well, a <laughs> lot of volume. It's it's a capitalist movie. It's is. literally the action sequences are written to consume popcorn. Do you think
3: yeah. that's where we're at now, where script writers, screenwriters are like writing beats people to be get, like, okay, now we've they're gonna be getting thirsty at this point, they're gonna yes. be getting hungry here. They're
2: operating under the assumption that every audience member is as respectful as Dr. Abby Howells. there's yeah. a calorific yes. intake they're that op- is dictating some of the beats now.
1: They're operating under the system that okay, um, at this point people are allowed to eat their ice creams. This is when they open the bag. Yeah, and yeah, then they'll yeah. penetrate the chalk top and then they'll be licking and then buy maybe. Maybe that a lot of people complain
3: about what, you know, the deny, uh, die, dynamism. No, that's not Dynamism. Dynamism of the sounds in movies these days, particularly action movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were trying to help us out this whole time. They're so like, done. people are bringing in their loud ass candy now, They're oh, yeah. rustling bags. We're trying to I, give them an opportunity to do it I, incognito.
2: I actually went to a, a very cool and unique cinema experience uh, just last night, which is called Pitchback Playback. And the whole thing is they, they play the entirety of a music album from start to finish in the cinema. Uh-huh. And uh, everyone's got, They've they've turned the lights right down You put on an eye mask Oh wow It's all all about um, Experiencing the music You know As it was I mean it's a thieves delight Obviously Because they're using The sound system Oh that would be good So before it they go um, No No eating No talking And please No singing (laughs) Because the temptation Is obviously very strong But it's incredible to be What album did you uh, it was Nick Drake's Pink Moon. It was a double feature. And then there was a small intermission. And then they played John Martin's Solid Air. The first was like a folk album. And the second one's sort of, it's more like an experimental. There, there are a few more bells and whistles, but it's a little bit folksy so too. Oh, cool.
1: That's very cool.
2: I know. And I'll tell you what, I found it to be very conducive to thinking a lot of thoughts. <laughs> You're in the dark, your eyes are closed, there's music playing and you cover, I scanned Basically the entirety of my life, both oh, to yes. this wow. point and present day. And
1: How did it hold up?
2: Uh, it's kind of okay. Yeah. It's not as bad as when I got really stoned before seeing the Pink Floyd experience at the Auckland Observatory and went on one of the darkest three-hour odysseys <laughs> of my <laughs> life. Did you go to that solo? I went with a friend, and it was sort of early 20s. The challenge was not to get enjoyably stoned. It was to smoke as much weed as possible. You were too young. I picked up and looked at every single bad decision I've made. It was harrowing. Far out, and set to the soundtrack of Pink Floyd. It's not light music. No, it is not.
3: Good God, that would really pick up those dark thoughts and run with them. What
2: what you notice is there's a period when they say it's about to start, and it starts, and you're in a cinema, and it's just like airy you know it's just in between songs it's just total silence and you ne- you know feel like very rarely and if you're watching a movie at the cinema is that mm-hmm. the experience it's just unabridged silence they have a lockout policy if you're not there when it starts you-
3: silent movie
2: silent movie is inviting more opportunity to talk no. People are going, oh my! God, you know the train's coming. They're going, oh my god, the train's yeah. coming! whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
3: running up the back. Yeah. Now, um, Abby, did we actually get a shining light from you? Did we get a moment that you actually oh, enjoyed? Because yes. I think Guy asked thirty minutes ago, oh, and we yes. never actually got a bit you liked.
1: Um, but I a think, lot you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I'm a real hater. I don't, I don't like to be a hater, but I, I am.
3: Listen, this movie like is what it is, and you are what you are.
1: Um, So I guess my shining light, honestly, would I think it would be the rocket scientist and the mechanic. I thought that they were fun guys, fun nice. characters.
2: Bow Wow Erasure. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. the third character you in You didn't care for him, eh?
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't. I thought the two, they had great chemistry. I thought they were fun. I thought they were having a good time. One of them was doing an accent that changed with every line that he said. Yeah. Texan? And, yeah. The Texan, quote-unquote. quote-unquote. Love that. Yeah, I <laughs> really enjoyed fascinating accent. And so I think those guys were fun. They were ludicrous and wishes that he was. <laughs> They're a bit ludicrous.
2: They were a bit ludicrous. What about you, Guy? Uh, there were, uh, I didn't write a single thing down, so I can't grasp onto any single moment. There were lots of things I enjoyed, almost with a, 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 a brand-new sense of nostalgia, as I bid farewell mm. uh, to Fast 9, I hope, For the rest of my life. It does. It did put a fresh new lens on the experience, knowing
3: that we don't have to watch this again. I have
2: an excited and sincere desire to never brush up against this film again. That said... I thought when the the magnet truck is hooning down the streets of Edinburgh and uh, Ramsey's got the magnet on full bore and there's a bunch of little school kids on their phones, the phones get hoovered out of their hands and slammed against the truck wall because the magnet's so powerful... Abby actually observed lovely bit of social commentary. Kids are on their phones. Some the for phones everyone in this movie. Is. But what I liked was the looks on the kids' faces. Not a single one seemed to be acting. They all just looked <laughs> proud or happy. They were like, wow. You know, I don't know how they did it technically, but just watching the kids' response to what had happened, I thought, that's beautiful. That's beyond, you know, there's no cynicism to it. Yeah, They're just kids it's having great. a moment. They're just Scottish kids, funny little voices, funny little uniforms. <laughs> Someone got taken out of their hands, but in a good way. It's so funny. They were
1: sort of subscribed, you might say, to the Vin Diesel School of Acting, which is utterly unmoved by anything (laughs) happening around you.
2: You didn't see that kid tread the boards at five years old. Do not speak ill of (laughs) young Vin Diesel. Please, Or, as he was known at the time, Vincent Petroleum. (laughs) Aww.
3: My shining light was there was an extra that really caught my eye this time in one of the flashbacks where the two brothers are going to do a drag race against each other to determine the fate of Jacob, if he is allowed to stick around or has Mm -hmm. to start life anew Mm. in a a new town away from the Toretto domicile. And uh, there is a woman who is absolutely stanning Jacob to the nth degree. I believe she's got red shorts
2: on maybe. I know exactly who you're talking about. He arrives, enthusiasm, free, having a, a, with a freshly won race. He gets out of the car, and there is a woman behind him who is just gassing him up. I feel like
3: this is the benefit of watching on a projector, right? Because you do have more opportunity to hone into these background details. Simultaneously, and characters.
2: I mean, I have watched this movie on a phone, and it's better on a big screen. But do not underestimate the value of watching it nine times. Yeah, you know, yeah. Doesn't matter how big the screen is, that woman could have slid right by you eight times. Absolutely. On the ninth time. All right. She got her roses. We're closing in on an hour. We've we've gone a
3: little long. Uh, Dr. Abby Howells, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us in this episode.
1: Thank you for having me.
3: And um, you've got a show coming up in the festival for our New Zealand listeners, yeah?
1: Yes, I do. Tell us about it. Um, so in the show, it's uh, called La Subco, um, re-cre- uh, bringing to life a screenplay that I wrote when I was 11. It's a post-World War II romance set in the Navy.
3: Is this the one that we did the reading for? And, yes. And did Titanic So I'm um,
1: bringing it to life with full production values and um, giving it an ending because I never finished it. And um, rest assured, no historical research was undertaken. It is very much a romance written by an 11-year-old who really left their room. So, I love it. Yeah. It's,
2: R-A-R-E-L-Y.
1: <laughs> um yeah.
2: <laughs> really left the room.
1: <laughs> really left the room. Fantastic. Yes. Um, so I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty funny.
3: This is in the month of May that you can see that show in yes. Auckland and Wellington. And Wellington, Wellington? Great. as well. Great. Great. Yes. Yeah, and follow Abby uh on what, what preferred oh, yes. platforms. Oh,
1: you could follow me on um. Please, Instagram, because my name is Ebby Howells, please, on Instagram, which is a great. So polite. Oh, lovely, lovely handle. Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't be- do it. Because. I made my account when I was, like, 15. At MusicalGal03.
3: <laughs> At
1: MusicalGal03. 03. 03. Yeah. Yeah. And I have not been able to change it. <laughs> so please don't follow me over there unless you want to see all my old tweets, which are not. There's some good tweets. There's some good tweets. <laughs> I've I'll been I'll yeah. back. I yeah. took a stroll down
2: memory lane. Oh, I went yeah. way back They're to not, the start. Yeah,
1: not problematic, <laughs> just very cringe. <laughs>
3: If you consider
2: being cringe a problem, they are deeply problematic.
1: Horrible, yeah. Also,
3: if you've enjoyed uh, Abby's appearance on the podcast, then if you haven't yet, you should give Did Titanic Sink a listen because Abby is on the sort of technically third to final episode as our guest. And then I enjoyed our chat so much that I just released like the whole unedited discussion we had about you facing off with Carlo Ritchie about the Titanic. Yes, and then we got you on the live stream, which is the final, final episode on the stream. So you can find that wherever you Get the whole your podcast, podcast is outstanding. Did Titanic sink?
1: I loved the podcast, even the the episodes I wasn't on. So wow. just a genuine Thank you. fan. Thank you so much. Even the episodes that I am not on, it's huge. Are great,
3: it's huge. Guys, got some dates coming up in Australia. Head and on. New
2: Zealand. I don't know. Just look at guymontgomery.co.nz if you live anywhere in Australia. Um, Oceania, even. Yeah. Or Australia. Are they the same? Is Australasia, yeah. Oceania? It's all one name for the same sort of. Okay. Would you call it a conglomerate of nations? Let's, I'd, I'd, if I had to pluck a word, I'd say continent.
1: Um, yeah. May I say something quickly for the I'd fans? I'd love for
2: you
3: too.
1: Um, hello fans I don't know if you're a fan of Tim and Guy I've been a fan of Tim and Guy but I just also wanted to say that I am a comedian that I moved to Auckland earlier this year so I'm, I'm fairly fresh on the scene. and I just wanted to say that both Tim and Guy have been the most incredible support to me they have ah. both from the second I moved up they have both given me opportunities recommended me for things pumped me up online um, these two have genuinely been so kind and Do supportive to me not trust Abby House. No. she has become <laughs>
2: incredible Close friends with Chelsea and is
1: uh, taking her away
2: from me. Their friendship is too strong. They are (laughs)
1: genuinely so, um, you have been genuinely so kind to me. So, if you were wondering if Tim and Guy were genuinely nice guys, I could say from personal experience, they they genuinely are.
3: It's very lovely. Thank you. Oh, no, thank
1: you. You have changed my life.
2: I think you changed your life. It's a a hard plug to (laughs) take right on the end, but I've got some dates (laughs) (laughs) going. Why you trample all over that <laughs> <laughs> sentiment?
3: Um, go, like, guy, just go to timbat.co.nz. I don't receive compliments well, but Abby, that was, that was very kind. Uh, so go to timbat.co.nz if you're in Christchurch or Auckland or Wellington or uh,
2: uh, Melbourne or maybe Sydney still waiting to hear back. And most importantly, the next time you hear from us, <clears throat> it will be with fresh source material as we hark back to the days of Fast 8. I believe a film called the f8 of the furious vroom vroom yeah
0: vroom vroom.